The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Humans have been programmed or manipulated like a camera. A camera has an aperture. The wider the aperture is open, the more light enters through the lens. Our goal on this Veritas platform has always been to open our proverbial mental aperture so we can let new knowledge in. But first, in order to let new knowledge in, we must leave our preconceived notions out. We must fight our cognitive dissonance from discounting new information. If you have an insatiable thirst for knowledge, especially that which has been hidden from us, then you're in the right place. What if every rock in the ground contained blood? Tonight, we will show you a new way of thinking about the soil and the ancient creatures it may or may not contain. You will learn about the true nature of rocks, even the ones in space. Recent DNA-verified mud fossils are body parts and CAT scans that exquisitely show anatomical details. Mud fossils are perfectly preserved mineralized soft tissues due to continuous wet anaerobic mud-packed conditions. You will learn how to identify these mud fossils, how they came to be, and their ramifications which are far-reaching. You will also see that Comet 67P is completely biological and the chemistry and anatomy and gaseous emissions are unimpeachable. Open mind required as nothing taught is correct now because all knowledge is based on a false premise. Therefore, the universe is alive and life is everywhere and the earth is made of giants, exactly as ancient texts said. As tonight's special guest says, quote, Mud Fossil University is dedicated to truth wherever it leads. Don't just listen. Question what is being said without fear of your grade, unquote. Roger Spur studied material sciences using experiments, chemistry, tests, and specimens. A discovery in 2012 led Roger to start Mud Fossil University. At Mud Fossil University, there is nothing off the table. Atomic structure, light, molecules, and every energy interaction, including the most important, which is bacteria. Yes, bacteria. Literally, all life starts with bacteria, creating enzymes that are proteins which are organic enzymatic catalysts that break down molecules to create the products that are reformed for life. Also, ancient texts are well studied, and ancient creatures and relics are of particular significance. Rituals and deities are also fair game. Roger discovered that experts were rarely equipped to deal with anything they were not quote-unquote taught, which means they rarely exercised independent or critical thinking if they wished to remain employed. But Mott Fossil University is 100% about truth and facts wherever they may lead. You can find Mud Fossil University on Facebook and especially on its YouTube channel. And directly from somewhere in New England, I would like to welcome Roger Spur. Hello, Roger, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hello, good. Now, how are you, my friend? Can you hear me okay? Well, Roger, you have been referred to me by many of our listeners. I've watched many of your videos, and your work is fascinating. But as I said during the intro, we have to open our mental aperture, we have to open our minds. Let's begin with your story. And how did you begin with this research into mud fossils? Well, 
I've always had a little bit of a pushback against being told just to accept something. So I've always questioned, first of all, the atomic theory. I mean, I, I, I did a lot of, um, a lot of, um, scientific sort of stuff as a kid, just as a kid. And then when I was in the army, I was, um, I did Nike Hercules missiles, and, you know, atomic missiles and so forth. And, and, um, and I, I just got into understanding that nothing, nothing that they were telling me in college was right in schools. And, um, the atom is not constructed of one big gigantic proton in the center and little electrons on the outside. It just never would work. And I did a paper about that 50 years ago. Seriously, 50 years ago. And I said, this is impossible, absolutely impossible. Well, anyway, um, the light theory came just a few years ago, but the, I've always had a streak. Let me just go and put it that way. I've always had a streak against being told, just accept it, just accept it, don't fight it, you know, and that's what I was always told. Now, when I, I discovered the mud fossils in, right in my yard. Now, I have, you know, fairly good sized property. I have like 10 acres. And in New England here, in Connecticut, New England, when they made the, the, um, fields, they would put piles of stone. They make stone walls everywhere. I mean, I'm all over my property. And, and, um, and I had a big pile of stuff out there. And one day I'm just looking at it and I realized these are all body parts from creatures. And, um, so I tried to, um, engage with if anyone, I mean literally anyone, <laughs> and not a single person breathing oxygen would discuss it with me. You know, I was crazy or crazy or a nutcase, da 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 da. Well, ends up I go to, I go to Yale. Well, I, I tried to get in touch with them and I said, well, what do I have to do to prove this? And they told me I'd have to have this done and that done. I did everything and they still wouldn't talk to me. And I had CAT scans, I had DNA tests done. Now, something I want to make 100% clear before we talk about this DNA. The guy that did the DNA test, I'm sure, is being assaulted because I got something from him that said, if you tell anybody I said that there's giants, I'm going to sue you or something along that line. And he never said there was giants. He said what I sent him was human genetic DNA, mitochondrial human DNA, it had those signatures. That's all that he said. And anybody did a fabulous job. It was PCR uh, tests on three different specimens. All of them came back, and I knew where they were, because I had an anatomist look at them, too. He said the same thing. Yeah, those are absolutely a lung, a fingertip, and uh, well, there's two fingertips and a lung. And one of the fingertips was absolutely abnormal. I mean, three feet long fingertip. I'm serious. And that's on my property. It's right here on my property. And the fingerprint and the fingernail are almost as good as the ones on your hand. I'm serious. And uh, I took the DNA from up inside of where an arterial blood supply would be. Not from the surface, no little scraping here and there. And I did it very, very well, sterile. I know what I'm doing. And I double bagged it, and then I sent them off. With, and it took, oh, I don't know, two, three months to get the results. 
you know, because they did a, they had a special paper. Now, as far as I know, this was the first ever human DNA test on ancient fossils. I mean, on on, on mud fossils, anyway, for sure, because nobody knew mud fossils existed <laughs> at this point. No one would accept the fact that these were literally body parts, and they are. And now it's accepted pretty well. Do you feel it's accepted now? Well, I don't know that it's accepted by the mainstream. It's just like giants are not accepted. But uh, a lot of information is out there that says that Smithsonian destroyed all the evidence regarding giants. I don't know if that's true or not, but I would not doubt it based on the information that I received. Now, why do you call it mud fossil and not just fossil if there are genetic, genetic material being involved? Well, here, here's the deal. The, all of the stuff I have, virtually all of it, came from what they would have considered the Great Flood. Now, and I, the reason I know this is because they are body parts. I have lungs and kidneys and hearts and livers and fingers and toes and heads and every single body part you can think of. I mean, and they're all over. And they were from giants all the way down to little tiny people. I have new species called no-toes that have the toes built right inside. And I mean, there's no question that they're there. And we have them eroded to a point where you can see every little bit of what I'm saying. So it's not like I'm, I'm talking about something I can't present the exact evidence to support. So all this stuff is literally indisputable if it was looked at. Now, that's the key. They can just not look at something. And in that case, I am going to consider them to accept it. If they won't look at it, to examine it, after I have DNA, I have CAT scans, I have specimens, I have anatomies, I have chemistry, because it's all, all the chemistry is fully understood. The ferrous oxides, Fe, Fe2O2, Fe2O3, and then all of the different trace metals and minerals in the blood, I have all of it. I have, it's, 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 it's just, it's so far proved. That's why they don't even bother to talk to me. So anyway, uh, um, I have all the evidence. They have to come to me. They are now become, becoming pretty fraudulent. In my opinion, I would sue them to be perfectly with I wouldn't pay them for any education that they're presenting now in any of these realms. It's, it's absolutely terrible. For them not to engage is not right. Absolutely not right. Well, when I think of academia, I think all these professors, no offense to any of them, because they're, they're trying to do what they thought it was, was right. They go through many years of, of, I hate to say it, but programming, because all they're doing is reading from a script, and they're just repeating it again. Critical thinking is not enabled, is not endorsed or, or recommended. If you exercise some critical thinking and become independently uh, your own person, you basically lose your tenure and your funding, and then you become someone like you. You step outside, and then you try to bring the truth out. But with this gargantuan system of educational uh, prowess that the United States and Europe and the rest of the world has in order to keep information from the public— what would the consequences be if this information you're sharing with us is true? 
and the world gets to know that giants inhabited this planet before, what would the, quen- the consequences be to the current narrative, Roger? Well, um, first of all, one thing I want to mention to you, breaking up a little bit. Am I breaking up at all on your side? Not at all. All right. Well, you're breaking up a little bit, but I can still understand you fine. Now, let me just um, address what would change. 100% of everything. 100% of every single thing would change. All the way right down to literally everyone's beliefs. Because what I am presenting flies in the face of every belief system there is. I, and there's things that you have no idea about. That I, you know, I, I'm sure you don't. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. You, I know you must know about the um, uh, Nagamati text and the Dead Sea Scroll. Sure. Uh, and you know when they were discovered, it was right after um, the Jews were slaughtered and renewed Japan. Yes. Immediately after World War II, immediately after the state of Israel was uh, declared a country, uh, yes. Right, right. It's a, it was all falling into so, sort of a biblical pattern of now is the time to release this information and tell them, we're going to wipe you people off the face of the planet again if you don't stop nuking each other and killing each other. And we didn't. We just got worse. We got worse until a point where it was so close to, you know, you know, I was in, I was in nuclear missiles myself, you know. It, it was, it was crazy. It's actual insanity. Insanity. No, no more insane could you be. And, and they realized how insane we were. And we're doing exactly identical to what happened the last time when they wiped us off the face of the planet. And it, it appears that that actually did happen. And um, and the Great Flood was the outcome of that. Let's stay there for a moment, because I've asked many researchers if the Great Flood was a natural occurrence. Perhaps we've had other cataclysms in our history. Five, some people say this is the sixth one. Uh, we're the sixth reappearance of, of humanity based on, you know, we had that Noah, we had the, and others. Adam and Eve, what do you think caused the mud flood? You're saying that it was a, a nuclear event? No, no. Well, here's well, here's the problem. I can't tell you specifically. Well, here's the deal. This I, I mentioned the cop. Uh, did I mention the copper scrolls? No, not the copper scrolls. Okay, the copper scrolls are the ones. Now, you have the Bible. And then you have all of the um, Dead Sea Scrolls and the Nag Hammadi texts, which add a lot of flavor to the Bible and change a little of this, change a little of that. But they're not totally anything like the Copper Scrolls. Now, I, and I don't even know if this is true. But there are copper scrolls that were found as a result of the Dead Sea Scrolls being found. They offered a million dollars for anybody to find any more scrolls. And they went, everybody went out and looked. And, and this, I guess the archaeologists did discover these and they were, they were copper and they were pretty kind of fragile. You know, copper 
corrodes and so forth. But they, they could still make it out. And apparently it talks about all of these things that were in the Bible, but were related to spaceships and, and, and aliens and not like these mysterious. Well, here's an example. Um, when, and this was only 3,500 years ago. Um, when they led the Israeli, Israelites out of Egypt through the Sinai, it says, I believe it's in the Bible, or I guess it's the Bible that says, um, God led them out with a, a pillar of, of, um, smoke during the day and a pillar of fire during the night, something like that. Now, in the Copper Scrolls, it says that they were led through the Sinai by a spacecraft that was capable of emitting fire and um, light. <laughs> and when they talk about all of these different people, um, Ezekiel and all of them, they went into the belly of a beast, up, well, the belly of a craft, up a silver ladder. And they talk over and over, talks about it. even Jesus. That's what it says. That's what this guy says. And um, it will, if anybody doesn't believe that there's aliens now, I don't know where they're living. You know, if you, you got to do a little bit of research. That's the problem. People have a, a, an opinion, and then the case is closed. Well, you know, people, use, for, uh, people use conventional wisdom. I mean, for example, uh, during the times of Christopher Columbus, when he came along with the three ships, the natives... In uh, Hispaniola or Puerto Rico, they did not see the ships because they'd never, they've never seen one before. And it took one of the, the shamans or the elders to be able to see it. So in the old days, that's why they call it the wheels of Ezekiel or the flying chariots when they saw, you know, like Vimanas. What would they say? And I remember Zachariah Sitchin when I asked him, in the old days, if they had rockets, what would they had called it? You know, a hundred years ago, and he would have. He said they would have called it a big pencil. So, in that time, if they saw technology that was well beyond what they had, how would they had describe it? Well, they they did pretty well in a lot of them. Um, the wheel within the wheel, and uh, all of these different ancient texts. If you look through them very carefully, you can hear, you can see all of the the. You know, it did this, and then it moved this way or that way, or he was taken through a tunnel of light, this or that. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it goes on and on. But you really have to dig into this stuff. And I, I you know about the dragon, right? The dragon. Refresh my memory. Uh-oh, you don't know about the dragon. You wouldn't need any refreshing. It's North Africa. All across the top of North Africa, there's a gigantic dragon. Are you talking about the landmass in northern Africa? Correct. Okay, on the coast. The Atlas Mountain. Yes. I've no, heard about that, but I honestly, again, this is beyond my aperture, and this is why you're here today. So you can explain to me what it means when they say it's a dragon. Well, it is a dragon. You can see it, and you can see the scales. You can see the throat. You can see I went through the entire digestive system all the way down through, and it has a cloaca, which means it's an avian creature, and not like a mammal or anything. 
It is red-blooded. It is capable of spitting out toxins, which it did to kill a gigantic fish that is just below it. And I've shown this, and if you can't see it after you see the video, I, I don't know what to say, brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously you haven't seen the video. Now, um, it's just it's, it's undeniable. And then it, it says in the ancient text, I believe it's the Bible, um, it talks about the, the Leviathan and um, the dragon or whatever it is. And he will kill the dragon that lives in the sea with his great and mighty sword. He will slice his throat with his great and mighty sword. And it's exactly what it's got. It's got his throat is cut. And it bled out all over the desert. Now. And it's, 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 it's too spectacular for uh, the average mind to even look at it and think about it in that respect until you're guided to see it. And then you can't miss it. After that, it's, it's, the, the story's done. And I understand that for people like you, you require some visual presentation in order for people to understand, really understand what you're saying. So I appreciate the, the verbal descriptions that you're providing. But if anybody wants to learn more, they can always go to, to your Facebook, Mud Fossil University, or your YouTube channel. They can see a lot of your presentations there. But when it comes to giants, you and so many others have provided enough evidence for me to know that we had giants in the past. Question is, I've heard about 12, 13, 17 feet. How big are the giants that you're studying? Oh, they're just hundreds of miles. Hundreds of miles. You're talking about the size of a city? Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. Well, you, you know where Devil's Tower is? Yes. I, that was my next question. Devil's Tower. That's... Yeah, that's the foot of a giant. I just absolutely, I just did a video. I put it up all oh, 15 minutes ago. Oh? On, on Mudfossil uh, University on YouTube. And it, it shows the foot and it shows the tendinous fibers. All those little fibers going up the side there. Those are tendon fibers. And if you look at it very carefully, all of those fibers have to be separated from each other for a foot to work and be able to move smoothly. So there's what they call fashion in between every one of those fibers. That's why they're separated. That, that's nothing to do with volcanism. But it's, it's insanity to think that was volcanism. Now, if you look up at the top of Devil's Top, the very, very top, you're going to see it's all wrinkled up. At the bottom, it's nice, flat, nice, perfect, hex fibers going on right up, and then all of a sudden at the top, just at the very top, it gets all wrinkly. That is because that's exactly, exactly what happens in a tendon when you snap your tendon. Just look it up. Look up ripped tendon and you, uh, ripped Achilles heel, and it's, it, which is what it is. And you'll see it's identical. There's no, no difference whatsoever. And tendons have very, very, very little blood. Almost no blood at all. Like in your ankle, you almost no blood going in. Um, that's why you don't see a whole lot. But if you look around Table's Tower carefully at the very top, you'll see a few little red spots. And that's where the, red is arterial blood. Black and yellow is where 
Red stuff is yellow, and then it eventually turns black. Black is what they call magnetite, and red is hematite. Both of them iron, and all both of them form blood. Now, that foot, um, and what happens is the other foot, I could see where the other foot was, but most people are never going to see that. And here's why. Almost all the time when you see a giant foot like that, and, and they're all, they're everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. And they make a perfectly flat plateau at the top because that's what's called the abrupt transition. And as you can see, the tendon snapping, and that's what happened. They got stuck in the mud as the flood came. Now, the flood is salt waters of, of, of a pH that is going to be very similar to what your body is. So it's, you're dead eventually because they're going to drown or starve to death. Now, my estimation is when you see one foot up at the top, pretty high up on the top almost, the other one will be deep in the ground. Because it's going to be like just totally saturated ground, you have 100% mud. So one of them is going to try to push the other one up, and eventually he's going to die pushing. And 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 because of that abrupt transition, it's going to be down under the ground a little bit, and you may not see it at all. Sometimes you see it as like a a patch of greenery above that sort of follows that that pattern. Anyway. It's a, to me, there's no question whatsoever. And these things could be tested now. This is, like they, before, they said, oh, you can't test that, you can't test that. Well, now everybody's testing. Why, why, can't, why can't it be tested? We, we can literally test anything we want. Right now we can, yeah. But when I did it, they said, you can't do that. I said, of course you can do it. I said, I got blood. I had literally, honestly, I'm not kidding you, literal blood running out of the... Um, out of the um, lungs on my column. They were running out right out of the lungs. And I showed these pictures. I showed all this stuff. I had another guy send me a picture of a, of a lung that he, he picked up. And, and you looked at it from the outside, and it just looked like a, a ball of mud. And, but you could see a little shiny spot on it. And uh, it was Gary Evans over in um, England, and he was on the shore, shore in, in a mud flat. And see, the mud is a beauty thing, because mud is nothing more than flesh. That's what mud is. It's eroded flesh. So what you have is when it surrounds a body part, it is still in the, you know, it's, it's preserved, basically, because of the salty conditions it was in, and then it becomes stuck in the mud. It will eventually do what's called nucleophilic substitution. What that means is all of the structural components within your body parts, the structural parts, the collagens, the parages, the fibers, let's go with that, the fibrous stuff that's in your body that makes you you, stays, you know, I'm trying to forget where I was going with this, but the, the collagens and the carriages and all that stuff, oh, I got another last one, they, they stay fairly the way they were or when they were in your body. But the stuff that moves out of your body is stuff that moves inside of your body, which is the transition metals, the blood, the minerals, the vitamins. All of that stuff will flow out of your body and leave your veins and arteries and all of that stuff open. Even the, the um, intestines, 
and the bowel and all that stuff will literally evacuate in the conditions if it was extremely aqueous, a lot of water, which is this flood thing. And in certain conditions, they will become covered in mud quickly enough that they won't fall into pieces. They'll sort of stay as a semi, um, you know, complete unit of of a body, but they're still going to be falling apart. Salt is extremely, extremely invasive. Salt is way over to the left of the periodic chart, and it has a ton of reactivity, and that's why molecules break down, and it's it causes all kinds of separation of the fascias. That's why your fascia separates inside your body, and the lungs fall away from the kidneys, and they fall away... It, all along the membranes. For those who may need a little bit for refreshing for bio, from you, high school biology, the fascia is the the material or the the, the substance that, if you want to call it, uh, the, the what, what, what I'm trying to, to say here is what divides the muscle or attaches the muscle to the bone. Am I right? Um, you broke. I couldn't hear a word you say, but I, let me just explain to you what it is. Uh, it fascia is just like a rubber bag. Every single organ in your body and every single membrane is 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 a layer of fascia. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the uh, it's the casing. Is the con connective tissue? Well, connective tissue is. Oh, oh yeah, a absolutely. Fascia does does uh, also go around connective tissue. Yeah, it's around. And holds every organ, blood, vessel, bone, nerve, fiber, and muscle in place. 100%. 100%. And, and the fascia itself is in the membranes of your... Let's go into... I don't know if you want to stay on the um, giants, or I can tell you about... Because I can tell you something about biology and about health and about the back bacteria in your blood. Before you go there, before you go there, before you go there, let's stay with Devil's Tower for a moment because I've never been to Devil's Tower, but I want to. But it was, I believe, probably four years ago when I became acquainted with your work. And it just coincidentally happened. I was driving from Arizona all the way to Utah, Colorado, New Mexico. And I was looking at those mountains and those plateaus And, and, and what looks to be like roots of rocks around, it gave me a different perspective after I found your work. But going back to Devil's Tower for a moment, with the advent of drones now, everybody can, can fly a drone. You can fly a drone on top of, of Devil's Tower and many other places around the world. There's these, is it hexagonal structures all the way to the top? that if you were to use a microscope and you break a tendon of a, a human body, for example, can you see the similarities between that and what we see on top of, or on the sides, if you will, of Devil's Tower and some other structures? 100%. It's, it's identical. It's identical. I show that. If you, all you have to do is look up tendon fibrils and, and, and look up images, and it'll show you a whole slew of them, and, and they come down. And I show this on my stuff. 
Yeah, it's exactly identical. And um, Giant's Causeway is nothing more than a giant creature. That is a creature. It has nothing to do with building a road. Giant's Causeway, all of that hex fibers are tendonous fibers. And then there's other ones that are muscle. The tendon ones are continuous, and they don't have little separations in them. The, the muscle ones are what they call um, sarcomeres, and they look the same. They have like a hex-looking fiber, but they they have chunks, a little block, 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 all the way down. And those were the pinchers there, what they call sarcomeres, and they are what contracts the muscle. They, all this stuff there, every single bit of it's there. There's, you know, not, there's not a single thing I can't stand behind, bro. And there, there's not. And then I'm looking deep into uh, uh, the fossil record that they're talking about. Ah, the dinosaurs, this and that. Well, let me tell you, dinosaurs in, in the giant world that I'm talking about wouldn't even be ticks on the giants that I'm talking about. Literally, the t- they they wouldn't even know they're there. They'd be just barely there. And um, they think that's a big deal, but that is always above the flood layer. Now, below the flood layer, there's no giants either. The giants that I'm talking about are above, and they are part of the flood layer. So what's below that flood layer? The titans. I'm serious. The titans are below the flood layer. They were all real. As far as I'm concerned, everything they talked about, Zeus and the whole crew, came here and, you know, chaos and all that. It's They created out of the, the earth was created somehow. Nobody knows this anyway. You know, look at the, at the word, I uh, believe, is mythology. It, what is the actual term? Is sworn affidavits or statements by priests and kings. And when we think of these mythological creatures from the past, as you mentioned, Zeus from the Greek and, and, and all the rest of them, what if they actually existed, but because they were wiped out and we're trying to just prevent people from understanding that there was life before the time when we're told that life began on earth. Let's go back to, to Devil's Tower. People think of level, Devil's Tower. Those who watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that's what they think. But they don't think that it could have been a part of a foot. And the question is, if that was a giant standing there, what happened? Did it get stuck in the mud and the upper part broke? What happened? Yeah, well, that's what happened. They, they would, the, the earth was flooded. Now, how exactly that flood happened, I, I have a couple of ideas, but they're a little bit complicated. Uh, but the flood did occur. That I'm absolutely certain. Now, at that point, and it was retribution for the discretions of the watchers. They were supposed to come down and take care of us and give us information and help us. This is what these copper scrolls are talking about, too. And they decided, wow, these chicks look pretty hot, man. You know, let's just do what we're going to do. And, you know, <laughs> don't worry. If all of us stick together, screw him. Well, it didn't end up working out too good. They didn't realize he got, how, how much power God really had. So, uh, um, 
I figure where I'm going with that one. But <laughs> no, what happened with it? With what happened to that individual or giant that was standing where it is now? Devil's oh, Tower. Yeah. I got you. So now we got a giant flood going on. How that occurred, can't tell you for sure. But at that point, they because they had already consumed virtually everything on Earth, and they had eaten most of the people. But that's what it says. It's just they had consumed virtually everything man had to offer, and then they began to consume and drink the blood of man or something like that. And uh, and I think each other. There's nothing to eat. Now, they, so God said, well, this is, I'm going to close this case. We're going to start over again. They, you know, there's nothing we can do. And is out of control. So the flood came, and at this point, they at a certain point. But, again, don't forget, I talked about the salt water and how extremely invasive it is to molecule. You put stuff in salt, it breaks it down. Now, if it's if it's uh, a certain low pH, around 7.3, 5.74, somewhere around there, it will basically, that's basically about how what your body is. So if you keep it in that area and you continuously invade it with more and more watery substances, it will stabilize. All right, that's what a mud boss is. You're continuously sending in more and more molecules that are in this salty mix of your body tissues, and they're continuously invading them with with transition metals and different different molecular attachments. It's called nucleophilic substitute. I think I talked about that before. And what it is, basically all of this is invasion. It comes in and it says, ooh, I, if I attach to you, I'm going to be more stable. And that's all it does. It goes in and attaches, and the other molecule, which actually would be a couple of electrons, would move along with the aqueous water and attach to something else. That's all it is. And then eventually, that body tissue or that eyeball or whatever it was, would have attached to enough things and it would have all different colors too because it would attach to a lot of transition metals. They can go this way or that way, but whichever way they go, they bring a color with them. That's what the transition metals are, a color. That's what causes all the colors and rocks and things. Um, so that's what stabilizes them. And then they die in the water, they drown, or they are... Uh, um, they die from not having anything to eat, and the salts invade the very easy to invade tissues, which are muscles. And you have muscles running all around your leg, and then all the way up your body, and your trunk, and everything. If you go up from Google Earth and you look down on, on Devil's Tower, and you look off to the front about, oh, I don't know, a quarter of a mile out or a half a mile out or so, you're going to see. The, the upper torso is all red, bloody, fleshy-looking stuff all over the ground there. That's his his upper body. It just falls over. It's just the way it works. I'm sure you're and, familiar. Actually, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, so, I'm sure you're familiar with the work of Michael Tellinger, are you? Yeah, I know Michael. So Michael, yeah. a friend, and for years he's been providing these images of what seem to be giant feet or, or hands. And I wonder, say you're a giant and you're stepping on that. Could it be a time when the 
flood was taking place or, you know, the soil was softer and you step on it and it dries. And this is why you leave that footprint behind. What happened at that time that allowed these footprints, giant footprints, to have been left behind? Well, they would they were probably left behind as they were walking around trying to get out of the flood. Right. And they 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 were in a muddy mess. And um they put their foot Can you hear me? I can, I can. Okay. And they would be you know, there's gonna be some of them that were left as they walked out of the mud to try to get up the higher ground. Yes, absolutely. Now those wouldn't be quite as crisp looking as as some of them that I have. Some of them look just like just like a good guy. I mean, I have people's feet, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have the actual feet. They were everywhere. They're everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. If the I have I have almost a hundred thousand people now that are on my YouTube. And, you know, they are not all active, but there's thousands and thousands that are extremely interested and extremely active and extremely, you know, want to share and, and, and want to know how this happened and what is this and what do you think about that and blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's, I got to be honest with you, it's very, very, very difficult for me to keep up. And I'm sorry to everyone that I haven't helped, that I can't help. I just, I just don't have time. It's, it's just me. I'm the only one doing this here on, at Mudhouse University. At the, well, I got a bunch of people all around the world, but these are the people I'm working with, and I am the only one making the presentations, and I'm doing it by myself. So, uh, But I got another guy. Tyson is making presentations. You ever hear of Tyson Carlson's channel, Tyson's um, Mud Fossil Adventures? After we spoke a few days ago, I went to his channel. It's impressive, too. Woo-hoo-hoo. He's got a, he's doing some serious, you know, here's the thing. We're no academic university associated, uh, stuff shirts. We're looking for answers and we don't have to appease anybody. We couldn't care less about it. We don't want to make any money. Nothing here for us other than true. I'm 72 years old. I could care less about what anybody thinks about me or what. You know, I got plenty of money, and uh, I hope. <laughs> now, so, and the Tyson's the same way. All we want to do is get the evidence out there and get the proof, and then let it be discussed. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. In my world, at this point in my life, after the research that I have done and opening up the doors that I opened up, that I had never opened before, I had no clue about it. That's, you know, this was all nonsense to me, religion and all that crap in the past and Zeus and gods and Medusa and, you know, it's absolutely nonsense. Well, now it's exactly the opposite. A hundred percent is, is I, I, I go back to every word that was written in the past and I now give it some form of credence until I can discount it in some way. And I really, so far, what I see on the face of the earth relating to what was written I'm, I'm almost 100% of having evidence to support it, right up the line. So if, if that doesn't give you pause to take a, a new sort of look at things, I don't know what does. 
Well, you and most everybody else, including me. I mean, we're programmed. We wake up. I mean, we're born. We go to preschool. We go to school. And then we go to the university, and we keep repeating what we're told. And as you said, if you question what's outside of the textbooks, your grades go down, uh, your sanity is questioned. And I always had a problem with that, too. Until I created this platform and allows me to open my aperture, my mental aperture, and bring all this information to, to some people. And I would say to most, this information may be science fiction to them. They're not there yet. They're not ready to open their minds. But most of our listeners can. Some might say, no, this is just pure nonsense. But I bet you most people would say, this is interesting. I'm open to the evidence. Let's test these items that you have. And see what comes out of it. If it's a rock, fine. But what if it if it's a biological um, substance that existed in the past? If it's proven that these were actually giants, that changes the entire paradigm. And if it does, can you describe to me, based on your research, can you paint a picture of how our planet used to be when these giants walked around? Well, based on the research that I've done, and, and again, it's pretty extensive on ancient texts, what happened was we were literally, you know, um, created, our planet was created somehow by some gods, and they were titans. And even the planets, and the, all of the planets, all of the moons, they were, they're all body parts. They're all biological, 100%, 100%. Now, just exactly what they said. Velikovsky said that Venus was literally born from Jupiter 3,500 years ago. And that is written in every culture on the face of the planet. They said... They had written down that Jupiter, I mean, um, Venus came out as a fiery comet from, it was literally born, they say, from the feared god Jupiter. And I believe the great red spot is a vagina. Venus fits exactly into that spot. Now, the I'm telling you, I look at the moons, you look at uh, Iapetus. It's a tenable. After that, most of them are. No, no question whatsoever. You can see, I have, I have the evidence to prove this, and I have all of the evidence for Comet 67P. And I just did a video on 67P and put it up, and it shows all the tendons, it shows all the chemistry, it shows, they put a lander up there, uh, uh, from European Space Agency. And, they, and they've landed right on and they sampled what it is and it's made out of I, I, maybe I, I spoke about this I don't know but it's made out of all the same molecules and particles that are in blood and in tendons and in muscles and in collagen and in carrageen it's because it's, 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 it's a tendon that's what it is and an anatomist is going to look at it and say yep that's a tendon a biologist is going to look at it and say yep that's a tendon Somebody that knows chemistry, that knows biochemistry, says, yeah, well, that's the same stuff that's independent. He's there. There's no, no question. The manager's going to look at it and say, yep, sure looks like a tendon. Now, you're going to get an academic that'll say, you're an idiot. 
and they do all the time. I'm, they're the ones that absolutely refuse to engage. The geologists say, I want, I want to see the paper. I want to see the papers. I said, the papers? Who the hell want to? As a matter of fact, I got to tell you something funny. Um, somebody in a big group, I, I posted something and uh, he came up and says, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I want to see the papers. I want to see this. I want to see who, who, who said that. And I says, oh, so you got to be told everything. I says, I do the telling here, my friend. <laughs> and I just laid it on him and I just dropped a hundred things on him. Because not only do they do, do this, here's what happened. I, I like everything in, in physics and chemistry and all that stuff. And I went to virtually all the schools. And I mean good ones. Because you can go for free. You can go for free to any school you want. I went to um, University of Geneva for uh, particle physics. Um, and I blew them away with my stuff, and they they refused to look into it. I said, why don't you look into it? She said, no, we'll follow you. <laughs> I said, you're going to follow me? So anyway, that's that's how that happened with University of Geneva. And then I went to Johns Hopkins, same thing down there, yeah, for genomics. And I had a hell of a time with my professor. So down there, I never got along with any of them. I really only went to these places just so I could confront them with my evidence. I know what they they say. Don't, don't get don't get me started with Johns Hopkins, which is <laughs> is the one that's behind all this COVID stuff and genomics too, as as you said, and DNA research and uh, all the genetics. And I don't mean to to bring COVID nineteen into the equation, but when you said Johns Hopkins, it just crossed my mind. But you also mentioned Iapetus the uh, third largest moon of uh, Saturn. Folks, if you yeah. go and see, go to Google Images and take a look at Iapetus, tell me it does not look like the Death Star from Star Wars. So I don't know that, why they do that. That, that ring around it, you see, you see the rings around it. And I do. And then you're going to see two round holes back next to each other. The two round holes are the... The straps that runs to the tendon ball. That tendon ball was an implant, and it implanted into something. The, our whole system is built from the bodies of gods. I'm sorry, that is just a fact. And comma 67P, same thing. It's a tendon emphasis. And again, I just did a video on it. Magnificent, actually. I make. Uh, <laughs> but, um, It's a, it's a whole new universe, man. There is absolutely nothing that we were told is right. I mean, nothing at all. If you, you think Einstein was was a smart guy, well, let me tell you something. Not a single word he said was right. Nothing. A light is a particle. And I show this. I absolutely show it. We did light research. And what we did was we took laser lights. And we accelerated them through a venturi, just like a carburetor in the old car. When you put gas into that and it sucked it through that little tiny aperture, it forced it to atomize. And that would, we did that with light. So we were down to the smallest particles ever made, which is light, and then we literally split them apart. And with a, with a particle, particle accelerator? We made a particle accelerator. And not only that, it was a particle crusher. So we didn't have to do a CERN. 
And we didn't work with protons. We, well, protons are nothing more than electrons anyway, but they're balls of electrons, and they're 1,837 electrons. And when you hit 1,837, the shaking of the positive and negative particles actually stabilizes. So they're sort of like, eh, boop, and then it stabilizes at 1,837. And then you don't get another stability until you add another 1837. It has something to do with the 1837 because they call it a proton. It's not a proton. It's 1837 electrons back to back. What about the photons? What's that? What about the photons? Well, photons are two electrons. Now, an electron is not what you always thought of an electron as a negative ball. It's not. There's no such thing as a non, well, there is, I got to go through this a little carefully. What we discovered is if you take photons, and in my world, a photon is like two bar magnets, and the bar magnet has a plus end and a negative end. And if you took two of those back to back, you'd have a plus to the negative, a plus to the negative, plus to the negative, plus to the negative. So it's a plus and negative back to back side by side. Follow me? Yes. Okay. So that is what I call a photon. Now, if you cut that in half and just had a negative and a positive, then you're, you have an electron. Now, the electron is extremely invasive. And if you have a whole batch of them hit you at once, they will in- invade the molecules that are there, destabilize them, explode them, literally. Literally explode them. And what electrons do when they invade watery tissues, like in your body, when you get electrocuted, all the water molecules that get vaporized expand 17, well, 1600 times, I believe it is. So you explode. And that's what kills you from the being electrocuted. Your, your, your molecules explode. Um, but all of these extra electrons are content, they're everywhere. They're just everywhere. That all, heat is just raw electrons, but they move kind of slowly. They're not like moving in a mass coming out of a wire. So electrons that are heat, you turn the heat on, what you did was you just said, you send some electrons in this room. I need more electrons in there. Give me more pressure. And that's what it does. It sends more electrons that have nowhere to go and they create a little more pressure in the room, makes you feel warm. When the electrons leave the room, you know, through a window or just they migrate into the walls and so forth, then it gets colder and colder and colder. So... Well, hold on right there. That's very interesting what you said. Understand. Hold on for one second, because what the analogy you used is something I've been told a few years ago with the sun. You know, when the sun is above us, say in the summer, the electrons or the photons become very excited. And this is what creates the heat and the light. And as the sun leaves, then the photons get less excited until night. And this is why it gets cooler. Do you lend credence to that? Absolutely, 100%. No question whatsoever. But there is also another component to that. We are spinning around in a circle through the oncoming particles from the sun. 
And the sun emits particles, 100% emits particles, no question whatsoever. Um, now, as it emits those particles, those particles are primarily in photons of light, which are back-to-back -back electrons, but it also emits a lot of electrons, and it emits a lot of chunks of electrons, you know, like a half a dozen together, 20, 30, 50, because remember, 1837, you have to get even before you get to a hydrogen proton. So you can have all, and you know what isotopes are? Yes. Okay, you know what isotopes are. Okay. Now, how can you possibly make isotopes if all you have is protons? Isotopes are like a proton with a half a dozen extra electrons or four or five less electrons than it should have. It's, it's an ion. It's got extra or less material than it should have. How can I do that unless it's made out of electrons? And then, of course, you have the radioactive ones and the non-radioactive ones. Right, exactly. Those are just more or less bigger and smaller chunks of, of um, balls of electrons. Well, hold it, Roger. We have to break both segments. We have to take a break. And after the break, we'll come back and discuss this very important topic one more time. Roger, how can people learn more about your work? Well, uh, Mud Fossil, all one word, Mud Fossil University on YouTube is your best spot. And um, I just put up a, a, a pretty good video that goes into a lot of what we're discussing today. And you have to have a wide variety of expertise in every single area. And the beauty of Mufasa University is nobody tells us what we can say and can't say. And like I said, people want truth now. And they're not getting I don't care where you're going. If you don't check it out for yourself, you're going to get hoodwinked. I'm going to tell you that right now. I, I just could not believe the response I got from the people we trust to be our educators, our guidance, the people that we have always looked up to, had no concern for reality or truth whatsoever. And I'm telling you, that is a fact. And if you can find one that does, I'd like to have them come and see me because not a single academic has has responded in any positive manner. And I know why. I mean, absolutely no question why. They will be destroyed. Velikovsky is my hero. And, and most everybody doesn't even know who he is. He, 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 he I don't know. World in collision. Do you know who he is? No. I do. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he, he was destroyed. And he was a contemporary of Einstein. He was right. Einstein's totally wrong about everything. Dolkowski was right about everything he said about Venus, and he was the one that went back to all the ancient texts. He didn't just make it up. He went back to the ancient texts. He got, uh, he looked it up, and he was a Jewish scholar, and I mean, he was, he, this guy was right on top of it. And they forced his book off of the bookshelves, and, and it was number one on the bestseller list 12 weeks in a row we were so pissed off the academics that they told the publisher they didn't take it off the bookshelves they were going to stop ever doing business with them then of course the guy was intimidated 
And that's what these people do. Here's my opinion right now of academia. After my, uh, this is just my honest opinion. Okay, no, hold I it, hold it. We can discuss that when we come back. I just wanted you to give your coordinates so people can learn more about your work. But let's discuss this, Velikovsky, and also what would happen if academia ever accepted this information? What truths would be unhidden? All of this when we come back. I'm here with Roger Spur from Mudfossil University. This is Mel Hostelrich, and you are listening to Veritas. I'll see you in the member section. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas, because you don't want to believe, you want to know. The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Happy New Year to all my loyal Veritas listeners around the world. I know it's been a very difficult year for all, but you are here, awake and aware of what is taking place. This places you in a very unique position to navigate 2021. But to help us see what lies ahead, tonight's special guest is back for another year of astrological predictions and commentary. One thing is for sure, the past year brought a lot of awakening to many. I made this year shine more light into the darkness. We all need it. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Jeff Harmon is a second-generation astrologer and spiritual consultant with over 40 years of experience. He believes conscious self-awareness can lead us out of the matrix of our karmic past, where the soul's journey is revealed in the ancient systems of classical, Vedic, and Kabbalistic astrology. 
and we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. His website is jeffharman.com, and as usual, he joins us directly from Southern California. Hello, Jeff, and welcome back, and Happy New Year. Hey, same to you, Mel, and what a year it is, huh? Incredible, incredible. (laughs) And just before we begin with the astrology, I just have to say, this is being recorded the day before, on the 6th, and it's right now almost 2 p.m. Pacific time, and I have to tell you what the news, if you're watching the news or if you have been watching the news, you are being brainwashed, and especially this part about the Trump supporters breaching the perimeter and barging into the Capitol. One female has died, I believe, from a gunshot wound to the to the neck. But think about it. Why would Trump supporters suddenly, you know, get violent right as one of their own is defending the move to reject and investigate the fraud? To me, that sounds like a false flag agent. Jean Provocateurs, Antifa, all over the place. Yep. It's it's clearly a very, very interesting time, and the astrology certainly shows that. Let's talk about the astrology. Let's talk about the astrology because last year, after I had you on, I also, at the beginning of the year, had an individual, a gentleman from Brazil. His name is Juscelino Nobregandaluz. A lot of people have been commenting lately after the election because he said he has precognitive dreams. And among some of the things that he said, he said that Biden was going to win. And at the time, of course, everybody laughed. You know, the only way, I said, the only way that that Biden's going to win is if he steals the election or his apparatus steals the election. Well, this is where we are today. We don't know what's going to happen with Trump. If he, is he going to stay? Is he not going to stay? Does astrology factor in fraud, Jeff? Yes, it does. You and I were talking about that. I mean, the, the interesting thing about interrogation astrology, which is really it's a form of divinational. It's, it's data orientated. It's based on inter- interactive consciousness of what you ask about. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, – I saw Trump winning in a landslide, but I also said, in fact, I was on Jimmy Church's show, and I said, you're not going to know who the president is right away. And the reason why Mercury went retrograde three weeks before this last election, and for anybody that doesn't know what that means, that appears like Mercury goes backwards from Earth's perspective. And there's three phases to it, and I'll spare you all the technical details. But the bottom line is it went direct exactly on the day of the election in a 90-degree sustained square to Saturn. So what does that all mean in plain English? I mean, if there was ever a uh, an attempt at fraud, I think the astrology clearly, unequivocally, would show that that's what happened. Um, and, of course, we've heard all the reports The interesting thing is the sustained square to Saturn. We have consistently seen every single branch of government. I'm talking the Department of Justice has rolled over, the FBI. I think they've investigated a 7-Eleven robbery more than they have this uh, election. You've had every uh, state legislature and court throw it out or ignore it. You've had the Supreme Court jump back and say, well, we can't get involved with this. So, and and today, as we speak, we have Pence pretty much, I think he's going to roll over. I, I don't think he's going to do the invokement of the, I think it's the 12th Amendment, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, where he could, in fact, 
say we're going to reject the votes and we're going to send it to the House and then the House has to vote. And I believe there's 236 that would go to uh, Trump and 222 to um, Biden, which would put him in. But again, I don't think that's likely to happen. I mean, he said so as much. So, you know, when you look at all of this, I mean, it looks to me like Trump's not only on the ropes, but he's down for the count and the counts to number nine and one more and he's out. Um, because when, you know, the House and the, and the uh, Senate gets done with their objections and debates, if Pence doesn't ob- object to this or he certifies electoral college votes, I mean, it's really looking like curtains for Trump. Yet, yet, I know this sounds crazy, um, and I actually, with the words coming out of my mouth, actually think it sounds crazy to me too, but I cast an interrogation, particularly this morning, and I have done so consistently, and I, I, I still get he's got a path. There's the 2018 EO, and I'm, I'm of course, speaking logically here now, um, but I'm also looking at the chart. I don't think he's done yet. And if you listen to Trump's speech this morning, yes, we wanted to hear some earth shattering things that he didn't say. He pretty much was still providing evidence of the fraud and the things that of court, the, of course, the court won't hear. But I still say that's two Trump cards he's got, no pun intended, left uh, where he could still come back. And that is A, the 2018 foreign interference executive order, and B, he's also got the um, possibility of uh, declaring some type of insurrection. I I forget what the the, the proper legal terms are, but I I don't think he's done yet. That's what this chart shows. And I know people listening are going to go, well, come on now. You know, how how could Trump possibly uh, come back from – his own vice president basically walking out on him. Wouldn't you agree? I Slightly, I would disagree, and I would agree with some points, but let me just say this. This morning, this part of January the 6th, it was advertised as everybody's going to go there, all the supporters. At the back of my mind, I was thinking, what if this is a trap? This is a deep state trap to present Trump supporters as these goons that are going inside, uh, they went inside of Pelosi's office, they stole a computer, and all that. And then there was a message oh, yeah. that a lot people of people didn't see. Sorry? Yeah, people have been shot. It's it's really violent. Right. So blame the Trump supporters. Get rid of them. Come on now. Let's just move on. Let's turn the page and, and, and unite, as they say. But then a few minutes ago, I don't know if you saw, but there was a, a, a video message from, from Trump. And uh, what's his name? Dorsey from uh, Twitter deleted it or banned it so that people don't see it. But he's basically saying, go home, go in peace. And I have to say, I, don't want, to, I want to remain optimistic here, but I also want to remain realistic. He looked pretty defeated yep. as he's telling people to go home. And in the past week, I've received some, what looks to be earth shattering information. I'm not talking about only Linwood. I'm talking about much more. 
Obama involved, Soros involved. We all suspected this. Italy, leaders of the European Union, incredible stuff. And the problem is no court is giving it a minute to listen to the evidence. And this is when I said, if this, if a miracle doesn't happen, we are done, Jeff. We are done. And I'm hoping yep. that astrology rules, but we are done. And I'm concerned about your children, my children, our grandchildren, and our future as a country. Well, and look at the election in Georgia, too. That uh, I knew yesterday, <laughs> yes. watching, that I said, you watch. By midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, Orsoff and the other one will win. And they did. Or not one. I mean, there's no question that that's probably, yeah, I mean, they're using the same crooked, or you could say, weighted dice in the same crooked tables, if you want to use the gambling analogy. And it's kind of ironic that <clears throat> this didn't get shut down quicker with the Dominion. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming. Um, the problem, and, and this is what you and I were talking about before the show, is there was a little something Obama put in. I think it was back in 2012. It's called the HR 4310. And a lot of people dispute this, but there's a subsection in there that's very dangerous. It basically allows military psyops to be used through social media and also the media. And this is exactly what's happening. No matter who gets in, and this is what the astrology shows, the next four years, particularly this next couple of years, is a really dangerous time for this country because we're going to see, I think, so much disinformation. Um, when you take what is happening on almost all the media networks, you can see how staged it is. There's literally like Veritas, uh, the, the other Veritas that came out, basically exposed. There's coaching going on on a lot of these major media stations where they're literally coaching and getting the teleprompters all set up to promote a particular agenda. This, this is not news. This is propaganda. And that's what the HR 4310 and the subsections allowed to happen. And again, Trump has said, you know, it's fake news. I think it's a lot more than fake news. And this is the problem. This whole machine is operating and has created so much dissension and so much uh, I think, uh, belief systems in the American public that nobody knows what to believe anymore. And it's like alternate realities. It's uh, 1984 is actually a light book and movie compared to what's going on right now. We're already in a war with the whole communist issues, whether it be China and also their cohorts, which is the people behind George Soros, the people behind, it's the new one world orderers, and we'll never know their names. But, you know, we've heard of Klaus Schwab and others. Those are just people we hear about. The, I, I really believe deeply behind the scenes is this is what's going on. And people are thinking this is all about Trump and Biden. It's really not. It's about globalism and communism, literally outright socialistic. Commun I think socialism's even light to talk about. Um, I think it's really going to go to communism and um, versus nationalism. And they so far have been very successful at thwarting Trump. And again, 
I hope I'm right and I'm really going out on a limb because consistently for the last two months, I have said, even though it looks like it's not going to happen somehow, some way, he still has a path here. And I know that sounds crazy. You have to remember until January 20th that someone is signed, uh, sworn in, there is no finalization on this. Uh, I think the one thing that I heard this morning with Trump is he's clearly not giving up. There is absolutely no way he's conceding. He's going to contest this. This is exactly what the astrology shows. So the interrogation I'm looking at right now, believe it or not, and I know everyone's really, you know, saying that's it, Biden's going to be president. I still see that this is not finished. And this is what I said in Jimmy Church's show two months ago. I said, you're, you're not going to know who the president is right away. This is going to be a colossal mess. You know, even Thomas Jefferson, though he was the vice president and did what Pence should do, uh, and Pence is probably not going to do. We'll find that out here in the next day or two, because I think this will go on for a while. I, I think um, there is still going to be avenues that Trump is going to pursue. Any way you slice this, the astrology says for the United States, and by the way, I'm using something known as the United States Sibley chart. The inauguration, whoever ever is signed in, and I know I'm going to be you know, chastised for this, it is possible we may not even have an inauguration on the 20th. And if I think things are going to get really dicey between now and March 26th. We're in something called a Kala Sarpa Yoga. Now, people may say, what the heck is that? That's where all the planets are in between the moon's north node where eclipses happen and the south node where eclipses happen. It's called a Kala Sarpa Yoga. It's a strange word. And it's very faded. And ironically, Trump was born with one. Um, the moon broke it. These often are extremely faded incarnations. And by the way, the uh, COVID thing broke out last year, January. It, it kicked in exactly. The, it Actually, we had the Pluto-Saturn conjunction on January 15th of 2020. And I've been warning about that on your show, Mel, for years. Remember that everyone, what do you think of the Mayan calendar? And I said, not a thing. I said, watch out for 2020. And look what we've had. Not only have we had a literal back-breaking global pandemic, right? And you can call it what it is. Some folks do call it a scamdemic, a pandemic, or a plandemic. But I think the latter is somewhat accurate, plan. Um, I do think COVID's real, and I think they're also working on another strain that's coming through. But nonetheless, whatever, I don't want to get into that conspiracy theory. The bottom line is, I, I would say the astrology depicted it to the T. We had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in January. Right after that, we went into a very nasty Kalasarpa yoga. Again, all the planets between the moon's north and south nodes, all the way up until May. The minute May got done, boom, George Floyd. Hell broke loose, riots everywhere, the cities burn. Right after that, boom, Jacob Blake. It's like clockwork. And then we, of course, led up to the election. And the election, again, another bit of insanity. And the astrology's really depicted it all. And I, I got to say, what's eerie about the United States, 
particularly between right now and March 26th, we have that's when that Kalasarpa Yoga breaks. Mars will break that. Mars will go over what we call the South Node, and it will do so right on March. It's between the 25th and 26th. It's right around in there. And this is exceedingly powerful. It's actually the North Node. I was correct. I looked at my notes here. So what does this mean? Well, also, we have the United States Sibley chart, which some astrologers use different astrology, but this is the purported time when the Declaration of Independence was commenced to be signed, which is about to be relocated to the museum pretty soon. Almost already is. But um, that chart, no matter what which chart astrologers use, we have basically that, that chart is, is one reference point. We have Saturn by transit in the sky going to go over the United States South Node when right as all this gets cooking here in, um, in March. So between now and March, we're going to see some really unprecedented things. I mean, uh, it's actually, um, yeah, it, it's about in a tropical zodiac the end of uh, March, beginning of April when it happens. But see, this is what's a little ambiguous when you're dealing with the country that's a couple hundred years old, we're 240 something odd years old, is you also have to look at the sidereal zodiac. And the two are off by, in terms of the transits on this country, by about a month and a half. So I, I just can say this, that the energy on this whole election thing is going to be really dicey between now and the latter part of March, beginning of April. Really, really dicey. Expect the unexpected. Expect things that we just can't imagine. That That's what I see here. Um, the let's other go, thing I want. Let's, let's, let's go step by step because I like yeah. to dissect some of the things that you've said. But just so that people mm -hmm, sure. know, going back to this, this breach at the, the Capitol, how was one of the most secure buildings in the world on a day every single high-value VIP in government was convening inside and able to be breached by bearded hippies in MAGA hats. And a contact that I have said, I have a friend who is at the Capitol in D.C., and she said the doors were opened to allow them yep. in. And let me go back also to what you said about uh, HR 4310. And I discussed, you and I discussed this for years, but I discussed it in detail in my first version of the Corona, my first edition of the Corona Chronicles earlier this year, last year actually, because people need to understand this is at the root of the problem. This is the better known as a National Defense Authorization Act. And what happened was that yep. part of that bill included the reenactment or the amendment, rather, of the Smith-Mund Act, which was passed That's in right. the 40s during World War II in order to, for us to be able to, to issue propaganda around the world, which is normal during wartime. But what Obama did, and people say, no, it was not Obama, let's call it the deep state, in 2013, is that they changed that so that they could do the same thing legally in the United States. It was illegal to lie using the media. So when you turn on Fox or CNN or MSNBC or whatever on TV, you are being lied to because it's legal. It's nothing but a propaganda machine. That's right. It, it absolutely is. And there's so much dif disinformation on the internet as well, I'll purposely put out there. So some of it you can trust, a lot of it you can't. 
And um, this is the other thing that I see going on with the United States. Now, depending on which chart you use, if you use the sidereal chart, this year we have transiting Neptune opposing natal Neptune. Now, isn't that interesting? That now, for anybody that doesn't know what that means, Neptune always has to do with illusion, confusion, fraud, and subterfuge-type activities. And we have, for the first time ever in the existence, well, actually, uh, it happened again. But, see, it happened, this is actually the first time it's happened in modern times, I'll just say that. It takes about 180-plus years for this to go around. So... This is a major time that it's actually happened, and this is all happening this year three times. Now, if you use a sidereal zodiac, it's actually going on longer up until 2023. I can tell you, whoever gets in, ultimately, this is not going to be an easy four years based on the United States charts anyhow, no matter who's present. The reason why, we also have a Pluto return coming up three times times in 2022 and if you use the sidereal zodiac it's going on all the way up until 2024 now what might that mean total transformation to the structures of this nation which is kind of what we're witnessing right now so it's it's going to go one way or the other where it's total transformation to the positive or total transformation to the negative I like to be optimistic, but I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Uh, again, you know, people are going to think I'm crazy, and and I, I've heard that, you know, people say, well, how can you possibly say Trump has a chance, a snowball's chance in hell right now to win the presidency when every single agency, every single, you know, legal judicial branch of government has de declared Biden the uh, guy who never campaigned, <clears throat> the winner. And I, I still see he's got a path here. I don't think this is over yet. I think Trump may actually overturn this thing. And I, I know that's crazy, but it ain't done yet. It ain't done till the fat lady sings. Well, I can tell you, um, I can that see it's about to happen pretty soon. I can see the media turning things. And for example, what happened, uh, Last weekend with the phone call, they were saying, oh, look, he's trying to get the Secretary of State of, of Georgia to get him some votes. They just extrapolated four minutes out of a one-hour conversation. Nothing wrong, just like the other phone calls to Ukraine and the rest of them. I have a an email here, and I usually get a lot of emails from this listener of ours, a very enlightened individual, Bernard from Australia. And I wasn't going to read it, but he sent it a few days ago. And it seems that it's coming to be true. And I'd like to read it, if I might, for a moment, quickly here. He says, there is a theory that I heard. One, come January 6th, Pence will backstab Trump and hand over the presidency to Biden. That's still at play. Let's, let's be honest about that. Two, Trump has no choice than to invoke the Insurrection Act and bring the U.S. military. We've heard that, too. Three, all the media around the world will call this a coup d'etat and call Trump a dictator. The Democrats will appeal to the United Nations. And I'm reading this because I'm getting a lot of email and, and, and stuff from friends who are telling me you are supporting a coup. So the propaganda is already making people feel that we are supporting a coup. Number four, UN quote unquote peacekeeping army will then get involved. 
China will be at the forefront of this. Not to mention the leftists in the USA will probably take up arms and join the UN and Chinese troops against the US military. And a quick parenthesis about this, where is Justin Trudeau? I'm hearing from my friends in Canada, they haven't seen him in before the uh, new year. Five, this is how the Chinese invade the USA by way of the UN, and this is why US military is right now on high alert. Think about it. That's exactly right. There, there's four battle groups off the coasts right now. Yes, West, East uh, and West Coast. And uh, he ends by saying this. He says, think about it. If China invades USA out of the blue without reason, they will be perceived as the quote-unquote bad guys by the world. They will be in the same position as Germany back in World War II. So how does China invade USA while maintaining the positive image in the public eyes? This is it. By piggybacking the UN peacekeeping army under the pretense of saving USA from a dictatorship. This is the perfect mechanism to take control of the USA while at the same time being perceived as, going to quote, the savior by the world. What do you think about this, Jeff? Well, I think something like that is real possible because, the, you know, again, everyone thinks, how can I possibly say this? Well, first off, it's not my opinion. I'm only looking at the astrology. And the only way I'm going to be wrong is if I'm interpreting it wrong. I don't think this thing is done. And if you listen to Trump today, whether you like Trump or hate Trump, you certainly have to agree with me if you think about it for a minute, the way he prefaced everything he said. He's not giving up. He's not going to concede. It's not in his blood. He will not walk away. He is going to fight this to the end of time. The military has just been largely repositioned to be more directly under his control. That was all done since the election, since November. There's been a lot of changes. And I can tell you there's more military activity going on in this country than I have seen ever. I've heard reports from clients and also other reliable sources that the bases are cooking. I had one person tell me, it's actually a relative, said that um, uh, a particular guy who's been in the military for, uh, I think, close to 20 years now, and he has a lot to do with munitions being uh, approved to go out to the Navy and the Air Force, et cetera. And uh, they've never seen this kind of hardware being deployed. We are in a very, very dangerous situation. If Trump does what I think he's going to do, he's either going to invoke the 2018 in, um, uh, executive order or insurrection. He's not going to lay down. He's not going to lay down. What you just said, Mel, and what or what your email said is what I more see happening. Something is going. I, I said this back in February. Hell's coming to breakfast, and I hope I'm wrong about that. But I think we're going to see unprecedented things happen between now and March, the and beginning of April, and we very well could see, you know, in northern Wisconsin, I'm sure you heard about this, there's the pilot, I believe, is still missing from that F-16 that was purportedly shot down. And also there was this rumor that there was a uh, UN group of troops that yeah. might have been infiltrated with uh, Chinese as well in an underground base in Maine. So I thought, okay, great, you know, that, that could be just conspiracy theories and rumors. I saw the data on the uh, seismic activity, and it's definitely not <laughs> seismic activity. It's something that was very abrupt. And I cast a chart, and I think there's some truth to it. Um, I, I think right now 
we are witnessing some things that are going to happen that are, are going to be off the charts. We've never seen it before. I think today's events in the Capitol are, are mighty com- compared to what we're about to see. I, I think it's really going to get crazy here and because the deep state, whatever you want to call them, the, uh, the new world order is not going to take this lightly. They're going to retaliate. And the, the interesting thing is Trump's not going to lay down. He's not going to lay down. That's what the chart shows. He is steadfast and going to push this through. He's not going to roll over. That's what the charts say. We have to come to the realization that this country has been taken over from within. Every branch of government has been infiltrated by Democrat, Marxist, um, let's call them what they are. And I I know it's not all of them, but mostly the ones on top, American communists, and also Republican rhino turncoats. If what you're saying is true, and I've heard that, the F-16, the pilot is missing. I heard it was also on the border with Canada, that thousands of troops, and people have sent me video of troops marching in the streets of Canada because Trudeau allowed them to go and practice over there. So we have Justin Castro over Trudeau, whatever you want to call him, uh, up in Canada. Uh, I'm surprised with Mexico. He has been saying, I'm not going to congratulate Biden until this is settled, which I, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, when it comes to, to astrology, somebody sent me this a few weeks ago. He said, Aquarius will rule 2021. And you might agree with that. February 2021 will have seven planets in the sign of Aquarius. The last time this happened, the dark ages ended and the Renaissance, the rebirth began. The time of plagues ended and a spirit shift began. So starting February 2021, a revolution of mind and spirit will begin. Does this align with your research? Yes and no. I mean, a lot of people are declaring this to be the Aquarian age. What I want to clarify is you got, astrology is complex. You have sidereal astrology. The conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn is what happened in the first degree of Aquarius in a tropical zodiac, not in sidereal. So, and I agree that that is a 240 mutation conjunction, if you use the tropical systems, that I think is ushering in a new era. The problem is with these new eras, they never happen easy. Just like we saw the last one a couple, uh, 240-something years ago, what do we see? We see monarchies fall. We saw the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Now we're seeing a totally different situation. This is the birth of a high-tech revolution. I still maintain we're going to see technology rocket forward in so many areas, in energy, transportation. I think it's going to be like the Jetsons in another 10, 15 years. I really do. I think it's going to happen. The problem is we're also dealing with this whole convulsion. The United States as well as the China are both in something known as Sati Sate. Now, people may hear that and say, well, what does that mean? Well, Saturn is transiting the moon of both the Chinese Communist Party chart as well as the United States. Now, what does that mean? That means total transformation. And we hear China has been arming itself outside of the nuclear agreements and treaties with unprecedented amount of nuclear warheads right now. Pompeo just came out with that the other day. I think the United States has been too. 
That's what I've heard is that they, we have been off the charts right now gearing up. And I hope what happens here doesn't lead us into some major conflict. I, I don't think China wants to get into a direct conflict with us. I, I don't think they'd win in an iron war. I really don't. They they will uh, if, if Biden gets in and he guts the military again and opens the back door because he will. <clears throat> but right now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the stakes are so much higher right now than we know. See, this Saturn-Jupiter conjunction is what brought that in. These always bring very powerful, tumultuous changes. And consistent with the human race, we never seem to do it without an event. Well, I think this is the event right now. We're, we're in it. I'm not saying there's going to be war, but it does look like there's going to be a lot of conflict here. A lot of conflict, a lot of skirmishes, and a lot of trouble. The the martial law may have to be declared just to keep the peace. But I can tell you with the amount of firepower they got out there right now on our coasts, as well as in the South Pacific Seas, is pretty formidable. And, um, and a lot of people don't know that. This, but we, we have these new Virginia-class submarines. They say there's only one done. I hear there's many more than that. Uh, how many, I don't know. But they're like Hunt for the Red October. They can park right off the coast. They don't even know we're there. Plus all the space weaponry and other things, psychotronic as well as pulse weapons. We, we could see some serious stuff go on. But I think it's going to be more high-tech. And that's what the chart shows. We're not going to see some normal, conventional you know, landing on the on the shores with with troops. Um, I, I think this is much more high tech. We're already experiencing that. Look, at, we we already heard they breached the nuclear, you know, firewalls and they push that back. This is more what I see going on. Is this whole five G issue combined with very high tech cyber wars that are going to be very tactical? Uh, even the AT and T building was very questionable. Um, I I really don't think that that happened like they told us it happened. There's all, there's several versions of disinformation already out on that or a few that I've heard. But I, I think that that was uh, a direct attempt to thwart information uh, in that AT&T building. And we'll never know the complete story on that. The, the, the bottom line is what the astrology shows is this country – as well as China are going to be going through some serious issues. And again, I'm going out on a limb here. I, I think, you know, everyone can call me crazy because like we said, Trump's not only on the ropes, he's down the count, the referees at count nine. So how could he possibly get up? He's got everyone pummeling him. The chart says different. I mean, I could be wrong, but I got to say, and believe me, my logical left brain mind, Mel, is going to me, how could I say this? And yet, that's what the chart leans towards. It just shows exceedingly difficult. Even Jimmy Church said the same thing to me back on election night. He said, how can you say that? It looks like Biden's got it. And I said, well, I said, I can tell you, you're not going to know who the president is. Here we sit, January 6th, we don't know who the president is yet. Even though the media has declared Biden, the media has proclaimed he's president-elect. But the operative word here is elect. And again, had Trump come out this morning at his rally and said, well, folks, you know, it's been a good run, but uh, I think I got to wrap it up and go away. We did not hear those words. What we heard was a defiance. Not only am I going to keep fighting. No, we heard a defiance that he's going to win. Same thing in Jordan. 
torture. And and I'm I gotta say, when I cast this interrogation, I I was going, you know, how, how's he gonna do it? And it shows the difficulties that Laya had and the challenges that are about to ensue. Uh, I'm actually looking at it on the screen right now. You can't see it, but I, I gotta say, it looks like this is not going to go the distance, if I'm correct, on Biden. It's going to look at the last minute. And, and again, I think it'll be mayhem because the programming that has been done on everyone with the media, you have basically every news channel is hate Orange Man news. They hate Orange Man. And that's it. And they'll put these paid for pundits on that you know, just sit there and support everything. So you've got a lot of people who really do hate orange man, meaning Trump. They really do. And you have a lot of people who are totally for him. So I'm trying to be objective here. I'm not promoting Trump or demoting Trump. I'm not trying to promote Biden or demote Biden. I'm just trying to be as objective as I can. And I would say this ain't over yet. And I think he's got a shot. I really do. But it's not going to be pretty how he gets there. And I don't think it's going to be with Pence. Well, that's the other thing a lot of people. And by the way, let me just say this. A lot of people ask me all the time, Mel, do you follow Q? Are you in into it? The Anons and this and that. And I've always said it from the beginning. I hope it's all, tr it's all true. I just don't like to give right. people false a false sense of hope. And this is sometimes, let's say, let's just play devil's advocate for a moment. What if it's a PSYOP? What if it decided to keep people, all those Trump supporters, calm? Like, no, 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 don't go out there. Trust the plan. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to be biblical. I see all that, and I read it, and I hope, I am hopeful. But I do not manifest it in my mind. This is, that, that's, we just need to do it because, otherwise, the inaction, it keeps you inactive as to what you really need to do. But let me just digress for a moment here. The COVID relief bill, Includes a the newest newest one, a 180 day deadline. You probably know this for the CIA and the intelligence apparatus to give us what they know about UFOs. And then again, I question why the space force, why the existence and the the advent of the space force when the U.S. Air Force already had space command. What do you see happening this year when it comes to UFOs and the extraterrestrial reality? Well, that's a good one. I don't know. Let me cast a chart and see. <clears throat> so what I'm doing right now is casting an interrogation. Let me see. So you, what you're basically saying, so I fully understand this, is will there be disclosure, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only type in what the consciousness surrounding the question is. See, that's another thing, too. I really believe, you know, and I've literally met with Camille over the years, guys in the military who have literally sworn and written books that we have seen light orbs around installations. That's why I don't see an all out nuclear war. I don't see a major war erupting. I see very high tech tactical stuff. You know, I told, I, I forget what show was on, on back in November and December. I said, watch it. I said, things are going to start coming loose. Now we may not have heard that on the mind control media, but I believe a lot of stuff has been happening behind the scenes that we haven't heard about. It's not being reported unless you got somebody planting themselves in front of a high definition camera and reading their teleprompter telling you about it. You're not going to hear about it. And the, the media uh, is, is so untrustworthy in this country right now. And, and, the problem is many of the 
social media things you can't trust either. I think they're hammering away at disinformation and that as well. So let's look at this. So your question is, will there be disclosure? Um, well, actually, let me just ask the question properly. The Pentagon has six yeah. months to disclose what it knows about UFOs. My question is, will we see something tangible or is it just going to be more propaganda and perhaps the last card that Von Braun talked about? I, I would have to say more of the latter. It doesn't look like a clean disclosure on it, and it doesn't. Um, I would love to be wrong, but that's what it, I got to tell you what the chart says. See, the moon in this chart is squaring Pluto and squaring Mercury, which is information and also disclosure to the public. And I would have to say this chart says don't expect a clean disclosure. It's not going to happen from what I can see. Yeah, which is fairly consistent. We hear this stuff all the time. Tucker Carlson, many, many others of coming out with their little UFO driblets is what I call them. But uh, we've never seen anything definitive and clear. Um, and I, I would tend to say that's what this looks like. It, it, it may roll out over years, but not, not any clean break disclosure on this. You know, that whole issue of extraterrestrials, um, you know, you and I have talked about this before, Mel. Uh, I was at Fox Pictures, the studios, not not the news, but actually Fox Studios over on Pico with Camille. And it was interesting because the guy who was a Marine came up and overheard us talking about some things and started telling us after he knew who we were and was a little more comfortable about how much they have been watching with very sophisticated equipment this opening that's under Zuma Beach. It's right off off the coast of Malibu there. Malibu, yeah. And uh, it's a huge, yeah, it's a huge opening. In fact, I used to teach a class at a college years ago, and I'll, I'll never forget this. I was standing at that class drawing on the blackboard, and we started talking about, you know, some something to do with torsion waves and physics and all that. And he said, oh, my dad is an admiral in the Navy. And he says, we take submarines, he says, we've been taking submarines under the California coast and going almost all the way to Salt Lake City. And that is so honeycombed under this whole West Coast shelf, particularly down here. And this Marine was telling me the same thing. He says, we, we see craft coming in and out of there that is nearly instantaneous where they will leave from the water to the outer portions of our atmosphere. The propagation is so instantaneous. We got nothing that comes close to that. And, you know, in a way that gives me comfort because I don't believe that you can call them angels. You can call them extraterrestrials. I think we're we're surrounded by both. Personally, um, I, I don't. I think we're at a point right now. Now we're not going to see this planet allowed to be just blown up with nuclear weapons or or some other type of mass destructive things. I, I do think tactical things. They're not going to intervene, but I think at a mass destruction, there's too many souls here having experiences, and that's exactly what this chart shows. To bring this to closure, Mel, I would say. The answer to the question is don't expect any full disclosure. You'll get bits and pieces and driblets. I've always said it from day one. And then in doing this, you become, it's not pessimistic, you become more realistic. I've always said that if you hear disclosure from your mainstream, quote unquote, mainstream media, don't believe it. It's just 
you know, why would the military-industrial complex, the health, the pharmaceutical complex, and the automotive industry, the oil industry, all of them, why would they want to disclose something that may render their industries useless and profitless? Why would they do that unless there's a hidden agenda? And in this case, it will be the introduction of a one-world government, one-world military. What Reagan said of the United Nations in the 1980s. We need to unite against a, 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 a common threat from uh, from above. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all of that is is interesting that he would state that. I, I have always said I think it's a lot more like men in black than we may know. Um, I have seen traveling across the Midwest and the West – even the Upper East Coast, in driving over the years, stuff that has just been phenomenal. I've had things happen to me. I've had motorcycles shut down with no electrical energy at all. I mean, literally arcing the batteries. And then the next day they would start. Um, I've seen, I used to map stuff in the 70s over uh, northern Wisconsin because I, I grew up up there. And inexplicable. My dad used to say, Jeff, you're crazy. And I'd say, oh, yeah? Here, it's 3.30 in the morning. Get out of bed. Come down here and tell me I'm crazy. And he'd look through the telescope. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty weird. I'm like, yeah. And look at that one over there. So, I mean, this kind of stuff, I think, has been going on. My grandmother, who was born in 1907, used to tell me some stuff that would go on in the farm in Illinois that was really bizarre. Um, I've had some very rational people. And again, I've sat with Camille in meetings and heard people who've given talks, uh, military people who said, this is what we know and this is what happens. And that's going to work for China, just like us and Russia as well. So I, I, I don't know that we're going to see any major, you know, kind of war like that. I, I, I think more what we're going to see is very high-tech tactical stuff going on. And I, I again, this all comes full circle back to what the show's about. Is Trump got a prayer in hell? Has he got a snowball's chance of winning or, or, or overturning this when he's got every single judicial, governmental, and otherwise media, for sure, uh, against him and declaring him the loser? And now they're turning it into he's the tyrant. And this is what will happen. And I I think he's going to invoke either the 218 EO or the Insurrection Act. I, I think something like that is going to happen. And the only way that's going to happen is with the military with him. And uh, I think the backlash is going to be tremendous on it. But uh, I, I think that's where it might go. And, and I the, do and this, this is when the rest not rule out this. This is when the rest of the world, and even in the United States, are going to call this a coup d'etat. They're going to say Trump. I mean, they already see it on Facebook. People are saying Trump is trying of to create they. a coup d'etat. He's to, uh, he's going to establish a, a dictatorship. But isn't it interesting that the Arecibo, not to digress, the Arecibo radio telescope that collapsed in Puerto Rico a few weeks ago. And while this was happening, the media was saying, oh, but look at China. They have a new radio telescope over there. So ours mm. collapses and China rises. Isn't it interesting that everything that's happening, COVID-19 comes from Wuhan, China, comes here. All of a sudden, during the New Year's, you should see the pictures I've seen. No one wearing a mask, no vaccine. Wuhan is completely in business. 
Yet we are here under lockdown. Don't go for Christmas. Don't go for Thanksgiving. Don't 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 see your family, your elderly parents. But China doesn't have oh, anything. It's not just here, Mel. I'm talking to people all over the globe. Oh I mean, yeah, Australia. Oh. Did you know that I had a client in Europe? He said that they three. I think it was four guys were sitting on a porch having a drink over thanks. I think it was in Thanksgiving. It was right before Christmas. And what happened was they were arrested. They were put in jail because they were sitting on their own porch yes. in their own backyard for not having a mask on. You know, Newsom wants to make it so that it's literally a terrorist act without a mask. And yet the data supports that masks don't stop a thing. Um, it, it's, it's really been utilized to great effect, to great effect. And um, I'm not saying COVID isn't real, but I, I've got clients who run hospitals and they've all said, and doctors included, listen, the numbers aren't what they are. But if we say that, we could lose our license. We could get in big trouble. This is a top-down, exceedingly powerful grip on the entire medical profession. And again, you know, th there's no flu anymore. I mean, wh what happened to the 75 million cases of flu? Well, I guess they're gone, right? They've been so, recategorized uh, re no re re as COVID-19. Yeah. And I'm not saying COVID isn't real. What I am saying is they're completely skewing the numbers compared to what most professionals have told me uh, should be. And uh, if they say anything, they're going to get in big trouble. They're knocked off social media immediately. In fact, what I just said will make sure you'll get knocked off social media with this show right here. And again, I'm not being conspiracy theorists. I'm reporting what I have heard by professionals in the medical industry. And and I, I think that COVID was on the radar screen probably the fall of 2019 into October is what it showed. This thing was set up to happen and released. And uh, I, I think it's been used to great effect. And here's another problem. If Biden gets in, which, you know, all indicators look like he could, um, I can tell you he'll shut this place down. They will decimate the middle class yeah. Equivocally, we will be on socialized support and programs, and you won't have a middle class. And it's not just happening here. It's happening globally. I'm talking to shamans in the jungle who can't get a, a, a shuttle or a boat down the Amazon. It's been there for 80, 100 years. I mean, everywhere, every corner of this earth, Europe, Asia, Japan, uh, Australia, New Zealand, South America, it's just been so prominent how powerfully effective this COVID has been. And I can tell you that's one of the problems we're going to see here. They will finish the job if Biden is sworn in. And I think Trump is really looking at this as uh, trying to prevent out-and-out -out communism coming in. And again, I'm not here promoting Trump. I'm not here, you know, anything else. I only can tell you the charts look like this is going to be very difficult, exceedingly difficult, and I'm actually amazed that it says he's still got a really viable shot here, and he's going to use it. So again, if I'm wrong, um, you know, folks can throw darts at my picture. If I'm right, or the chart is right, uh, it leans towards... This is going to be a very, very challenging situation between now and spring. But, but uh, coming out the other end, 
Trump may just be standing. They, they've been dancing on his grave for the last four and a half, five years now since he ran in 2016. You know, I was the only one who said he was going to win. And I, I still think he did win based on the astrology. But I also think the fraud, and you know, you were asking before, can astrology show fraud? Well, it did. Uh, that's exactly what I was saying. Is With Mercury retrograde three weeks before this election and a sustained square to Saturn, whether you believe it or not, and I'm not talking to you, I'm saying anyone listening, if there wasn't fraud, then I guess I'm going to stop reading astrology. The, the, the fraud is so rampant in that chart, I couldn't believe it. And that's exactly what I said on a couple of shows. I said, you're not going to know where the president is right away. And I still think this thing is in the air. I really do. And, and you know, after Trump had, you know, been – you know, basically abandoned by Pence and he's doing it as we speak. And I think he will. He's as much as said so as well. And that's what the chart shows. But that still is not going to be the nail in the coffin. Trump will still come back. He's defiant. He will not give up. I laugh when I see Biden say, I am not for sale. And I'm thinking, no, you're not. You've already been bought by China. But this (laughs) pandemic part People have to understand that already the information is out there showing that the script was written by China on how to control and take over the population. Because, again, I said it from the beginning. Look, come February, this started in January in in, uh, Wuhan. Come February, after the Chinese New Year or March, you'll see all their shops open. They're going to be back in business. If that's the case, that means this is well orchestrated. And, yes, look at it. It's been what – uh, a little bit more than uh, 10 months, 12, 11 months after the two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, this is going to continue. I don't think if Biden wins, we're not going back to the normal that we know. What's going to happen no. is technology, as you mentioned, this is the new age. Call it the age of Aquarius. I call it the age of AI, where technology will be taken over. I'm already reading information that FICO score, you probably know what that is, the Fair Isaac score sure. that determines the credit worthiness of um, the American population. They want to add to that your searches, your online searches. So for the people oh, who are listening, you better hide your searches. Gonna go, they're going to go back and see where you've been, just like the Sesame score in China. This is how they're going to be doing that. You, you can't. If you're connected through cable or you're, you've got a smartphone of any kind, you can't hide it because all that stuff is routed through cable companies. They have total access to it. There are algorithms right now in China and in Russia too, I've heard, that uh, everything you do, everything, every text you make is database, categorized, and also um, organized into profiles. And if you do anything inconsistent with what they want, you'll be brought to re-education if it's severe enough. People think that couldn't happen here. We are so close to that. Your head will spin. Um, I think if Biden gets in, we will see that literally within six months to a year here. I really do. And people say, well, how could that happen? This is America. Well, no, it's not anymore. You have to remember, it, We, it, I don't think we've hit the Aquarian edge, and I'd like to clarify that. A lot of folks are declaring this the Aquarian edge. <laughs> I got news for you. It doesn't seem like it to me. That was a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in the first degree of Aquarius. The Aquarian age, just FYI, will happen when the sun and the solar system ingress into the sidereal sign 
of Aquarius. Now, they've been saying this has been the Aquarian age since the 70s. I remember the Harmonic Convergence, 1970-something. Oh, we're in the age of Aquarius. Well, that's I don't think is going to happen, and I'm not claiming I'm right, but I don't believe that's going to happen for a couple of hundred years yet. I really do. I think it's that far away. Um, and the Hebrew calendar seems to be a pretty accurate reference point. You have to remember our solar system moves, it's called the precession of the equinoxes, one degree every 72 years. Okay, so we, and, and if all the calculations are right. We hit the sign of Pisces somewhere between the second and fifth century. Uh, that's when it really, it wasn't the birth of Christ. It was a little bit later. And here's the point. It's about a 2100 year period. Well, if you do the math, that's right where we're at. Now, there's going to be people who hear this and they're going to say, well, no, no, you're wrong. But I, 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 I've seen so much data on this and I'm not claiming I'm right. I do not believe that what we just had happen on the 21st, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, is the Aquarian edge. I do think this is the beginning of, I like your expression, the AI high-tech revolution. I'm absolutely convinced we are now in a new era, very much like we had with the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. You know, the horse got retired, and we started seeing the automobile planes, trains, and all that stuff really become a way of life. We're going to see high technology really become a way of life. The internet is clearly here to stay, and we're going to see things coming through with 5G and other new technologies coming out, releases of energy, advances in medicine, all that's coming. The, the danger is, will it be in a totalitarian system that makes the movie 1984 look like, you know, child's play or will it be in a democratic slash free way and i think that's what's at play right now is are we going globalism into socialistic communistic control or are we going to stay nationalized and i think if the united states falls and it's about to if if biden gets put in and to those who like biden i, I can just tell you we will go into socialism if the chart is right i, I think i i don't think that's going to happen. I, I know uh, the people listening to the show are going to go, well, Jeff, how can you, you out of your mind? Well, I'm only going by what the chart says. It shows it's a, an exceedingly difficult path, but Trump's not going to give up. And again, my left brain is screaming at me going, Jeff, are you sure? Uh, if I'm reading this chart right, it's going to be a very challenging, difficult transition but I think you're about to see hell crumb to breakfast. And I think it's been going to breakfast behind the scenes. We just haven't heard about it. I don't mean to be sarcastic, but I can see all these blue governors saying, hang in there, folks. Should be four more years to flatten the curve and track, chip, vaccinate, genocide, and FEMA camp everybody and put the rest into smart city concentration camps. Then you, we can go back to quote-unquote normal. But let me just say this before we take a break. No, you're right, Mel. And uh, we will get microchipped, I can guarantee. You won't be able to fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, license. Uh, one thing, I, before we take a break, let me just say this. One thing I've noticed for the past few years was that the military-industrial complex, they must be hurting without a new war since Trump became president. In the back of my mind, Jeff, I've had this thought for a while. What else will they concoct so that the elite can fill their pockets once again? So I thought of George Orwell's quote, the war is not meant to be won. It's meant to be continuous. 
That yeah. was the case with Vietnam and the war on terror. But let's just, you know, change a few words and adapt the quote to today. The disease is not meant to be cured. It's meant to be continuous. And that's the case with most disease, including cancer. And now the new boogeyman, the coronavirus. Would you agree? Yeah, I, w I would. Um, and I think you're right on with that. You know, again, this shows a sustained period of subterfuge. Uh, you know, we've been hearing, you know, John Durham was going to march everyone off to Guantanamo Bay. Right. That could happen, but it's not going to happen that fast. It's not going to happen that fast. And they're going to fight like hell to cover each other's backs. That's, you know, Julian Assange made an interesting quote, even though I know he gets discredited. If he could expose everything, he's probably right. 98% of Washington would be in deep trouble. Um, they're going to fight like hell. When you, when you have the justice, the investigation and the judicial department all covering each other's backs, it's kind of hard to, it's a big club, like George Carlin said, and we ain't in it. They are. And I don't think that's just going to come toppling down magically in five minutes. Uh, I, I, I see this subterfuge going on over this next four years is going to really be, I think that's the fate of America is this next four years. I really do. I remember back in 1992, and I'll, we'll take a break in a moment, but in 92, when I went to a wedding in, in Venezuela, I used to go there all the time, love the country, beautiful, rich country. And then at the uh, hotel, I remember the militaries were surrounding the hotel one night and uh, Kissinger was there. I have a story, you know, about that. I met him in the elevator, but it was during the time when Chavez as a paratrooper had tried for the first time to take over. Well, he didn't succeed. Well, came December 1998, he won with 56.4% of the quote-unquote population vote. And the rest is history. Dominion has been domineering that country since then. When people say, well, Trump, go away, you probably might have a chance in four years if Biden doesn't do a good thing. But I'm thinking to those people, Biden has been around for almost 50 years and he hasn't done a darn damn thing. And you expect him to just all of a sudden fix things? He's going to destroy everything Trump has done. Biden if, along. He, he, you'd be lucky if he's in six months to a year. Oh, Kamala Harris will take over yeah, for sure. And, and Pelosi. But yeah. when it comes to Trump, people saying, come back in four years, no chance. It's the same thing that happened in Venezuela. Once these this octopus, and just right now with the election in Georgia, which, by the way, last night some of my relatives were sent contacting me saying, hey, look, the Republicans won in Georgia. And I said, that's fine. Go to sleep. Wake up in the morning and you'll see a different story. Yeah, and it is exactly what happened. So we, we, we potentially could lose both houses, the, the Senate and, and Congress, the executive. If this is the case, there's no return. In four years, your vote will mean nothing. The question no, is, nothing. why are we paying taxes? I would I'd just start throwing tea right now in every single bay because this is a tea party. The revolution comes again. Why are we paying taxes? And by the way, and I hate to say we're going to take a break, but I just continue going on a tangent. When it comes to the $600, the pathetic $600 for the people, I don't want any money. Just let me open my business and get back on my feet. But why do we send $5,000 to a country that starts with the uh, letter I? $5,000 for every single person, I mean the equivalent. I know it's not being used to give you know money to the people, but is that equivalent? Or we sent you know hundreds of millions of dollars to study gender in Pakistan. I would say 
If yeah, our country is suffering, all those funds should stay here. There should be a, 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 a SAR when it comes to giving foreign aid. If there's a moment that we don't have a single person who's unemployed or on the streets or people who really, truly need the help, that money stays here. But let me get your answers on the other side. And when we come back, I want to do a lot of interrogation astrology with a lot of things that are coming in 2021. Jeff, how can people learn more about your services, your website, and so on? Well, the best way is Jeff at JeffHarman.com. Jeff at J-E-F-F-H-A-R-M-A-N.com. My apologies for getting to this little monologue, but I had to end that way because I remain optimistic. At the same time, I want us all to be prepared in the event that yeah. history repeats itself. I went through it. My family went through it for generations, more than once in two different countries. And I look at this beautiful United States of America that opened the doors to us. We made it here. It was the American dream. And now we're at the precipice of losing it. And I hope it doesn't happen. And I hope that Jeff and his astrology is right. We'll be right back one more hour with Jeff Harmon. This is Mel Hostelrecht, and you are listening to Veritas. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know. <laughs>